I'm Ben, I'm joined by Mike, Hello. and Claire, Hi. and today we're talking about Nostradamus. Me, my choice. Michel de Nostradamus, famous prophet, wannabe doctor, bit of a medical quack, <laughs> writer of bullshit in my personal opinion, I'm off the fence already because I don't do prophecy, but let's see what happens, let's see if I can be convinced. Mm-hmm. Anyone else got a, an opinion to start with? No, I'm waiting until we go to all the evidence. I'm listening and learning. Very well. Okay. Right, let's start with welcoming back some new and returning listeners. And then we'll do some weird news. So, with Telford, United Kingdom, that's our hometown, Prince Albert in Canada, Tehran in the Islamic Republic of Iran, I'd be careful if I were you, buddy. Abu Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Peterborough, United Kingdom, Stanley, MD, North Dakota. Yeah. Biggles Wage, United Kingdom, Mountain View, California, Portugal, Missouri, Salt Lake City, Utah. They see they keep coming back even though yeah. I <laughs> Shady Nasty New York and top is Ashburn, Virginia. Oh, Shady Nasty's gone down. I know. That's what Shady Nasty does. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> okay then. Should we do some weird news? Thanks yeah. for listening everybody. Yeah, yeah thanks. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Firefighters called to rescue student from tumble dryer in university halls. What a dick. And these are supposed to be our best and brightest. They're getting bored in this lockdown, aren't they? There's like 1,700 students locked down in Manchester, was it? Yes, there is, yeah. That's Chester, you can hear. I heard him. I don't know where he is. He wants more tuna, I've just fed him. Ah! You did all shit. Firefighters were called to a bizarre rescue on Tuesday evening when a student got stuck inside a shared university accommodations tumble dryer. <laughs> Rosie Cole, 21, was partaking in a drinking game, you don't say, and was dared by other students to get inside the clothes dryer. Cole reportedly thought she had no chance of fitting as she attempted to wiggle inside. Emergency services were called to the scene around 11pm after Cole found she could not remove herself uh-huh. from the dryer. Uh, she'd been drinking wine and honeyed tequila uh, in the university halls in North Hull. Uh, the rescue mission lasted 20 minutes and involved three firefighters. <laughs> Rosie from Hull East Yorkshire said, They saved cats from trees so maybe they could save students from tumble dryers. Uh, well... That's, that's a shocking waste of... Uh... Firefighters' time. time yeah. Mm. yeah. I knew when it started, they partaked in a drinking game. I knew it was all going to go downhill from there. <laughs> I think there's an important lesson to be learned. No matter how drunk you are, never try to climb into anything. Yeah. Well, that's a tumble dryer, a washing machine, a freezer, a woman's vagina. <laughs> you tried to do that? Someone <laughs> might have. I, was, I once saw this clip of a bloke putting his head up there once. Yeah, we've all seen that. 
So, you it's know. It's Photoshop for sure. It's got to be, it? <laughs> Either way, don't try it. <laughs> yeah, but we've all done stupid stuff, haven't we? When we're pissed and yeah, young. Yeah. I'll never have a responsible, bit responsible drunk. A bit of trolley jousting. <laughs> Car surfing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a responsible drunk. I didn't do any of that. You're just saying that because you're a counsellor, aren't you? Doing privet diving. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the garden yeah. run. The garden run. Is that what you call it? Mm. it? Yeah. Row of gardens you got to get from one end to the other. Without, Without killing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you're sort of hurdling hedges and fences and metal yeah. spiked fences. <laughs> you know, it's going to be quite dangerous. It's going horribly wrong. I once jumped over a wall thinking it was like a foot high. It was like six foot. <laughs> oh, dear me. You just found him in a heap the other side. Oh, I was drunk, I just bounced up. <laughs> You do when you're pissed. <laughs> That's actually true. So, so they're in lockdown. So you know, getting into the tumble dryer. What would you? What would you dare them to do? Well, I suppose a tumble dryer. Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trump. <laughs> Just keep drinking. Sort out your flu. That will give you a good cleaning inside. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he's in the hospital with like a bottle of Domestos going? Just took it to my veins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that meme's flying around already. Isn't it? <laughs> Uh, Trumpy, we wish him well, of course. Hope he, hope he recovers. Maybe. I'm staying quiet on this one. <laughs> no, it's not wish, wish out hard on people. I didn't deny so I'm staying quiet. <laughs> I don't have to wish him well, I just don't, it doesn't mean I want to wish him harm. Uh, I'm abstaining from the wishing. I think it's a Boris stunt just to get a few extra days off, innit? Yeah, sympathy vote. Yeah. Oh, he was unwell, you know, that's why he couldn't campaign. Yeah. But he's losing time on Biden now, who's out there getting his face shown and sniffing girls' hair and all sorts. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's bad for Biden. That's why they hid him in the basement for months. <laughs> Honestly, he's like Hillary Clinton. The more people see him, the more they dislike him. I can't stop watching the footage where he waves to an empty field. <laughs> gets off a plane and starts pointing and waving. There's like, mate, there's no one there. Who are you waving to? Uh, got, he hasn't got a clue, that man. He's just trying to reenact some, like, you know, some old picture scene <laughs> way back when. Yeah. And be like, I'm as great as you. <laughs> or he's just senile. Yeah. <laughs> they both are. It's <laughs> not much in it. Uh, I think that's the, the meat and two veg of that one. Yeah. Right, who's next? Alright. Ghost Hunter warns Poundland's £1 Ouija boards. Could unleash deadly demons. That's fantastic. I want a pound shop Ouija board. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to Poundland tomorrow, that's it. Fucking love Poundland. <laughs> Great. In case you don't know, Lister, the name is it is literally everything's a pound. 99.9% of it is absolute shit tat. But now and again, you get And all the toys break within the day, for sure. Now and again, you find a bargain like a one pound Ouija board. Exactly. Last you a lifetime. <laughs> Depends on how long your life is after you've used yeah. the Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> all these demons <laughs> Technically, it could last you for eons. It'll last after you're dead because you can communicate through it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Houdini tried that. Apparently. Him yeah. and his wife had a thing like if one of us dies first on our birthday, do a Ouija board and I'll give you a specific phrase to say, and you'll know it's me then. Never came through. Never. No. Shame. Go on then, sorry, Mike. Paul Masters has warned that deadly demons could be released by the boards if in the hands of anyone but mediums. 
Alright, okay. Not like, one for the kids. <laughs> like the demon we unleashed when we did it. No, we didn't unleash a demon. <laughs> demon Ed. We did not unleash a demon. Paul, who is a member of True Paranormal Events UK, said he was gobsmacked when he saw the spirit board on sale for £1 in his local budget store, Hull Live Reports. What is it with Hull? Well, Hull is a portal to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that girl was stuck in the washing machine in Hull. You know. Now you've got, tum- now you've got Ouija boards. <laughs> oh no, that's how they signed up there. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> So he's saying that they're certainly not a toy and should not be available for kids to buy in pound shops for Halloween. Never mind adults that are not trained in how to use them. I didn't realise you could go and get like, you know, training for it. It doesn't matter if they are plastic or wood. If the planchette spells the word Zeus, it is a demon trying to come through and you should not even say the name. Never mind continuing to communicate with it. What's wrong with Zeus? <laughs> what if it's legitimately Zeus? <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, I'm Zeus, how's it going? You'd be like, oh, well, I'm Zeus. And, yeah, what if it's just Zeus? All hell could break loose if the demon attached itself to anyone and followed them around. Nasty spirits can scratch and attack people and should not be messed with as people could get seriously hurt. This Where's the evidence bring, for this? This could bring God the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> like I bought a phone shop when you bought and I ended up starting the rapture. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear. Just said his name was Zeus, I didn't know. <laughs> Why Zeus? Fuck no. He's a Greek god, isn't he? That's it. Full of shit, isn't he? <laughs> hey? Full of shit. <laughs> Zeus. He's always on about this guy. <laughs> oh, right. Spirits can cause suicides, apparently, he says. Some are more sinister than others. Ooh. Anyway. Get yourself a pound shop Ouija board. I'm going to get one. Yeah, let's have a blast, innit? (laughs) Probably missing about eight letters of the alphabet, though, innit? (laughs) (laughs) For a quid, I mean. Look, and it goes to J. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll just have to draw some on. Okay. Well, we're doing Halloween. So, university professor reveals he discovered a population of fairies and publicly shows the proof. Wow. Fairies. They ain't fairies. They look like little bugs with... Are they wearing boots? They're not wearing boots. You gotta, fairies with boots. You've got to believe me. Fairies wear boots and you've got to believe me. <laughs> Sabbath. So, Professor John Hyatt has recently issued quite a bizarre statement, to say the least. He reported that he met up in the past with multiple strange creatures that were never before reported by... The academia and according to them they did not exist to begin with either wow they don't know they're, they're little bugs with legs <laughs> or, or is not a legs. photo isn't there it looks like mayflies or something yeah he thinks they're fairies I, I don't get it glow worms glow kind of them little flies that glow they're yeah, not like that though no. they're glowing sort of orange but that's probably just caught in a beam of sunlight or something or they're fairies Oh, they're not. Right, so needless to say, people are shutting, um, shunning him down and mocking mm. him. The only way to fight the criticism is the hard-earned evidence, was, which is exactly what John brought over. 
and that's this this picture. All these pictures. Are no, look look at this one on the on the second picture. Oh, they're here. dragonflies. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's got wings and yeah. they're not legs, they're not arms. So I mean, that it's a photo of insects. Where's the fairies? <laughs> they're clearly fairies. <laughs> Obviously they're fairies, you can see little legs, look, little arms, wings, little head. No, I think he's got to lay off the LSD. <laughs> <laughs> he claims a whole civilization of them live in the English countryside of Rossendale. Maybe there is. <laughs> Let's go. Alright, no. <laughs> 2009, a woman named Phyllis Bacon caught a, snapped a photo of what appears to be a living fairy flying around in her garden in New Addington, South London. Yeah, bollocks. Well, it doesn't end there. Francis Griffiths also reportedly fell into a stream while playing around with these fairies back in 1917. According to some reports, it's actually quite impossible to resist their temptation. (laughs) (laughs) So tempting. I I think fairies might have to be an emergency broadcast. Uh, Fairies to school, look at that! That's terrible, that's not a fairy. Well... He's a university lecturer. He's going to be sensible, hasn't he? You know no? so. <laughs> <laughs> it was University of Hull. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, it, it could well be, yeah. Everything else has been Hull. <laughs> it's been a very Hull theme so yeah. far. Special report on Hull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, like you say, it is a portal to hell, though. <laughs> All right, then. That's weird news. Let's, uh, let's go on to the main cut and thrust, then. Nostradamus. So, uh, he was Nostradamus then, Ben? Well, he was a French bloke, Mike. He was a French astrologer and physician whose prophecies earned him fame and a loyal following during his lifetime. Born in uh, 1503, in the centuries since his death, people have credited him with accurately predicting pivotal events in history, from the French Revolution to the rise of Adolf Hitler, to the terrorist attacks of September the 11th, 2001, and even the 2020 coronavirus. We know who predicted that. That was um, Dean Koontz. Predicted that. Oh, did they change the publishing? <laughs> so people were following him while he was alive as well. He was like, I predict next week this is going to happen to you. He, <laughs> you know, how did he get a following while he was alive? How, how far was he predicting yeah. then? You know. Well, he next did... week you're going to break your leg. <laughs> <laughs> and run you down a horse and cart. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> he did predict the death of the French king at the time. Allegedly. Well, how old was the king? Was he ill? No, it was in an accident, so he predicted this accident. Well, maybe he set it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's find out as we go on. Apparently, the world's ending is going to end in uh, 3,797, according to Nostradamus. Fine. Oh, we've got a while yet, then. Yeah, we're fine. Nostradamus was born Michel de Nostradamus on December 14th or the 21st, don't know why that is, 1503, in the south of France in Saint-Rémy-de-Provence. He was one of nine children, born to Rainer de Saint-Rémy and her husband, Duam de Nostradame, a well-to-do grain dealer and part-time notary of Jewish descent. Nostradamus's grandfather, Guy Gassanet, had converted to Catholicism half a year earlier and changed the family name to avoid persecution during the Inquisition. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of Jewish mysticism in the family too. 
Uh, Little is known as charitable, but evidence indicates he's very intelligent and he quickly advanced through school. He was tutored by his maternal grandfather, Jean de Saint-Rémy, who saw great intellect and potential in his grandson. He was taught the rudiments of Latin, Greek, Hebrew and mathematics, and it's believed his grandfather also introduced into the ancient rites of Jewish tradition and the celestial sciences of astrology, giving him his first exposure to the idea of the heavens and how they drive human destiny, except they don't. <laughs> Right, so we've got astrology mixed with Jewish mysticism. Yeah, a little bit of the occult too. So at the age of 14, he entered the University of Avignon to study medicine. He was forced to leave after only one year. Yeah, so his actual doctor credentials are non-existent, basically. Yeah, but it wasn't his fault that he had to leave. It was like, break the bubonic plague. No, he never went back, but he kept on telling people he was a doctor, when in fact, uh, at best, he was what they used to call an apothecary, which means you had sort of a basic knowledge of herbs and things like that, so you could break a fever with the right concoction of herbs and... Well, doctors weren't much better in them days, were they? Well, like, they had leeches and sores. That's what I mean. <laughs> so, you know, it's not much of a jump, is there, for an apothecary to doctor? Yeah, but a doctor would know the apothecary stuff, too. And they used to think that they used to believe that we had like four different humours in the body, didn't they? That's right. And that's what made yeah. us ill. These humours were out of balance. That's when they used to bloodlet you. Yeah. Take blood out of you. Yeah. Put someone else's back in. No, 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 just take blood take out, blood out, out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was their go-to thing, wasn't it? They used to use leeches, leeches as well. Leeches. Yeah, leeches take blood out of you. Same thing, innit? Yeah. So yes, forced to the outbreak of the bubonic plague, according to his own account, he travelled throughout the countryside during this time researching herbal remedies and working as an apothecary. In 1522, he entered the University of Montpellier to complete his doctorate in medicine, but uh, didn't really uh, get on with the teachings of Catholic priests who dismissed his notions of astrology. There's also some evidence to suggest that the fact he'd been working as an apothecary, they kicked him out. Like, you were practising medicines without licence! Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, basically it's classism. The class is a manual trade, and they're like, nope, out to trot. Over the next few years, he travelled throughout France and Italy, treating victims of the plague. Uh, there's no known remedy, so they just relied on potions made of mercury, <laughs> bloodletting, dressing patients in garlic-soaked robes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, oh, it's mental, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. he developed some progressive methods like not bleeding people out and practicing effective hygiene and encouraging the removal of the infected corpses from city streets. Well, already, he's better than every single doctor there is. <laughs> Just goes to prove you don't need a piece of paper. Yeah. He's worked it out, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes, early on. Um, he became known for creating what's called, what's called a rose pill, which is a herbal lozenge made of rose hips, which are rich in vitamin C. And this provided some relief for patients with mild cases of the plague. Well, that's not too bad. His yeah. cure rate was impressive, although we don't know what it is. Could be rose-pill-tinted glasses, this. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's, he's saying that they're saying that he kept his patients clean and gave them a low-fat diet, some fresh air, and that cured more people than... Might have done. Well, it was a, you know, a lot of it was um, squalor and that they yeah. were living in, wasn't it? Well, that's and, it. Be living too close to each other. And throwing your shit in the street and having yeah. rats in your house and killing all the cats in the witchcraft trials <laughs> so they weren't killing the rats. Is that one of the reasons? Apparently so, yeah. That's um, certainly in, in Britain, anyway, that's a theory. Now, I don't know about France, but we had the witchcraft trial, witchcraft hunts, and then and a lot of people called cats because they were these people's, the witches' familiars, and then obviously the rat population exploded, which 
they fed the plague. Yeah. Because there wasn't enough cats killing the rats anymore. There you go. Maybe, yeah. anyway. That's that's what I heard. Makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But then wouldn't the cats possibly get the fleas and pass them on to humans anyway? I don't know. I have no idea. But either way, not, not so many rats is always mm. a good thing. I mean, you don't want rats running around nibbling on you while you sleep. I used to have pet rats. Yeah, but they didn't nibble on you while you slept. They weren't sewer rats. They weren't rats that live in excrement. No. <laughs> but they did used to pee on me as they walk over you. Because they're constantly peeing, aren't they, rats? Yeah, and mice. Mm. That's what the snakes and other... Follow, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The urine trail. Well... Every day is school day. I used to come out in hives because the rats would be on me, walking on me, and be like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Don't let the rats walk on you then. <laughs> fucking hell, it's not rocket science. Oh, I'm in hives again. Stop letting the rats walk all over you and piss on you then. I know, but they're so cute. <laughs> Pissing in your eyes, what happens then? Well, I'll just wash my hands and then they go down, it'd be alright. Fucking hell. <laughs> Seems like a lot of effort. Hmm. Yeah, I never had rats again when I realised that, but... <laughs> in 1531, he was invited to work with a leading scholar of the time in Agen, I think that is, a southwestern France. Then he married, and the next few years had two children. In 1534, his wife and children died, presumably of the plague, while he was travelling on a medical mission to Italy. Not being able to save his wife and children caused him to fall out of favour in the community and with his patron. So you're like, well, I couldn't save your wife and kids, I want you to adopt to you, are you? Oh, it is hard. <laughs> you know, it's a results-driven business, Mike. It's because Mike, oh my god, my wife and my, my child have died. Oh, you're shit, aren't you? <laughs> you're like, you're <laughs> get out of here. You sacked. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to save loads of lives in Italy. Yeah, but he wasn't there saving their lives. Oh. Uh, so, in 1538, an offhand remark about a religious statue resulted in charges of heresy. HERESY! Don't. Yeah, you don't want that. When ordered to appear before the Church Inquisition, he wisely chose to leave Provence to travel for several years throughout uh, Italy, Greece and Turkey. Travels to the ancient mystery schools experience a psychic awakening. Ugh. One of the legends of Nostradamus says that during his travels in Italy, he came upon a group of Franciscan monks identifying one as the future Pope. The monk called Felice Peretti was ordained Pope Sixtus V. I was the cat to apologise in 1585, fulfilling the prediction of Nostradamus. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, one of them drug filled pilgrimages. Yeah, so you're going to be Pope one day, man. Doing a Ryan place. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine, you know. Every chance he could have been poem, the death rate was pretty high. Maybe he was the most senior guy left after the plague. It's a possibility. Mm -hmm. There can't be that many candidates for Pope. No. No, it's a dozen at max, I imagine, at yeah. any one time. Well, it's usually from the school of cardinals here. That nowadays, there's like 140 of them. Yeah, but... but there's the, only like three or four nominees. That's yeah. it, so... It's not too hard to guess that, I suppose. Well, still... Let's put, put him, we'll put him one in the wing column, shall we? Well, one in the maybe. <laughs> Feeling he'd stayed long enough to be safe, longer away enough to be safe from the Inquisition, he returned to France to resume his practice of treating plague victims. Settling down in 1547 uh, in his hometown of Salin de Provence, he married a rich widow named Anne Ponsard, and they had six kids. He then published two books on medical science. One was a translation of Galen, which is a Roman physician. 
And the second book, the Treaté des Fardemans, was a medical cookbook for treating the plague and the preparation of cosmetics. Well, basically... He's not a doctor anymore, no. is he? If he's going down cosmetic route, That's he's it. sort of taking a sidestep, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, well, I can't, you know, I can't stop the plague, but I can give you a bit of... You know, blush and make it look a bit better. Have you tried? I go with a number three powder yeah. on that Bew Boy. Did you start Avon as well? Probably. <laughs> yeah, ye olde Avon. Yeah. <laughs> Rub this pig scrot on your face. <laughs> you look ten years younger. It's freshly killed pig, that. <laughs> Uh, so within a few years of settling into Salon, he began moving away from medicine and more towards the occult. It said he would spend hours in his study at night meditating in front of a bowl filled with water and herbs. He knows how to live, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the meditation would bring on a trance and visions, and it's believed the visions were the basis of his predictions for the future. In 1550, he started writing the first almanac. I love that word. Yeah. Mm. Astrological information. Always reminds me of Back to the Future. Yeah, I know it would somehow. That's what's Almanac. Fucking shit movie. Almanacs were very popular at the time as they provided useful information for farmers and merchants and contained entertaining bits of local folklore and predictions of the coming year. He began writing about his visions and incorporated them into his first Almanac. The publication received a great response and served to spread his name across France, which encouraged him to write more. The J.K. Rowling of his day. He's predicting stuff that's like, you know, that, that, that they're wanting to hear, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be a great harvest. Yeah. You know, might end up with a milkmaid if you're lucky. <laughs> Mystic Meg of his day. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically the Groundhog. What's his name? Punks of Tony Phil. You ever seen Groundhog Day? Yeah. He's the Groundhog. Yeah. Predicts whether it's going to be oh, a long winter or... Yeah, short uh, winter. Yeah. Well, either way. So, 1554, Nostradamus' visions have become an integral part of his works in the Almanacs, and he decided to channel all his energies into a massive opus he entitled Centuries. He planned to write ten volumes which would contain a hundred predictions forecasting the next 2,000 years. Fucking hell. It's ambitious. It is. In 1555, he published Les Prophecies, a collection of his major long-term predictions. Possibly feeling vulnerable to religious persecution, he devised a method of obscuring the prophecy's meanings by using quatrains, rhymed four-line verses, and a mixture of other languages, such as Greek, Italian, Latin, and Provencal, which is a dialect of southern France. That's a lot of effort in it. Yeah. But he's got to do it. Of course. Just the, the church find out. There's no doubt that he's smart, is there, you know? He's a smart guy. Well, yeah. Obviously, I mean, he can speak at least five languages. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, but that does make it a pain in the arse then to translate for future generations, doesn't it? Well, of course, because he's been cryptic, isn't he? He's got to be cryptic. Open to He can't say, you know, yeah. next year there's going to be a plague of locusts and the church is just going to say you're a heretic. So, Which? That's yeah. sort of put it in this weird sort of mixture of different languages and... Just make it more vague. And mm. um, oddly enough though he actually enjoyed a good relationship with the Catholic Church and he never faced persecution for heresy by the Inquisition, probably because he didn't extend his writings to the practice of magic, so was it okay to make prophecies but not do magic? Obviously. Mm. <laughs> Seen that way, but then why would he have gone to that effort of hiding it? Well, 
Maybe you'd have that running with we'd have that running before, hadn't they? With the with the statue. Yeah, on the side of course, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, these fuckers have been in the stage. Alright, do I scroll down? Maniacs? Well they love a good conspiracy, don't they? Well yeah, something to read. <laughs> something to talk about as well, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know that witch or you know that you know, that Hey, yeah, you know, you know that <laughs> prophecy bloke. Yeah, I reckon he's a witch. We'll be talking about that in the old tavern, wouldn't they? You know, yeah. well, people haven't become less suspicious, have they? I think we've always been quite suspicious, or even back in the well, you know, superstitious. You mean? Superstitious, yeah. it? suspicious. We're <laughs> <laughs> all suspicious. I'm always suspicious of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just paranoia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should. Quit speaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. Just carry on. Just don't think as much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Very superstitious. Oh, people were more superstitious back then because they didn't understand how the world worked, did they? Yeah. You know, it's, I don't think much has changed, has it? <laughs> Some believe in flat Earth. Some people do. And it was the ancient Greeks figured out the world was round. I mean, yeah, but they're saying it's all a lie, isn't it? They're yeah. convinced. <laughs> but they're idiots. But I don't see the point. Why lie? Yeah. Why would? I mean. There's ways of doing it scientifically to to prove it anyway, mm. you know what I mean? But then they'd have to sort of like, what, be lying about the whole of physics and everything, you know what I mean? It's yep. ridiculous. <laughs> it's a fisheye camera, Mike. <laughs> Space isn't real, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. not a lot has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, you say the world's round, Mike. Burn him! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Nostradamus ran into some controversy with his predictions, as some thought he was a servant of the devil. So, uh, and others said he was a fake or insane, or like, I'll go for all three, maybe. <laughs> many more believed his prophecies were actually spiritually inspired. He became famous and in demand by many of Europe's elite. Catherine de' Medici, the wife of King Henry II, was one of Nostradamus' greatest admirers. After reading his almanacs of 1555, where he hinted at unnamed threats to her family, sounds dodgy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is he just sending vague, threatening letters to the royal family? She's <laughs> got a mental condition. Yeah. <laughs> she summoned him to Paris to explain and draw up horoscopes for her oh, children. A few years later, she made him counsellor and physician in ordinary to King Henry's court. I don't know what a physician in ordinary is. Guess he's just a doctor. Mm. But I don't know. I don't understand the in ordinary. Maybe he's just an ordinary doctor. Maybe he's extraordinary. Yeah. In 1556, while serving in this capacity, Nostradamus also explained another prophecy from centuries one, which is assumed to refer to King Henry. The prophecy told of a young lion who would overcome an older one on the field of battle. The young lion would pierce the eye of the older one and he would die a cruel death. Nostradamus warned the king he should avoid ceremonial jousting. Three years later, when King Henry was 41, he died in a jousting match where a lance from his opponent pierced the king's visor and ended his head behind the eye deep into his brain. He held on to life for ten agonising days before finally dying of infection. Oof. And he predicted it. Well, well, we'll read the prophecy later on because we've got it in full. But yeah, it's. What? But jousting accidents were common. Of course. It slipped right off your chest plate, doesn't it? And, mm. you know. Well, it could that hit. little slit in the eye there. That's to... it. It's just one of them really unfortunate things that used to happen. I mean, you know, the lance hits his shield, it splinters. Next thing you know, you've got a piece of really sharp wood flying in 
between that visor. It's got nowhere else to go, has it? It's, no. Yeah. It's a shitter, but it happened, and it, lots of people died during jousting and the tourneys, which I think we should bring back. Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying like with proper weapons, you know, mm. maybe dummy weapons, but definitely bring it back. Have you ever seen the film Quick Change? No. No. Uh, it's got Bill Murray in it and that. So he's dressed as a clown, so you wouldn't like it. No, I wouldn't, no. It's got Randy Quaid in it as well, I think. They jousting. Yeah, they go through the streets and like these Mexicans on like bicycles with mops. <laughs> jousting the streets. <laughs> <laughs> The okay. one that knocks the other one off is the winner. Victorious! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see jousting, but there was actually some attempt to bring it back. It was, it was a full metal jousting, it was called. It was ace. Mm. But it was like a bit of a reality show with it. They used to follow the people behind the scenes and everything. It was like, just get to the bit where you're punching each other off horses with sticks. <laughs> yeah. They have the med- medieval restaurants, don't they, in, in the yeah. US? No, they probably have jousting there, to be fair. <laughs> Indoor jousting. Yeah. They do, don't they sit around like a, yeah. an arena thing? And... I've seen the, the full metal mayhem thing they have where the people dress up in all the gear and that literally just do go at one another. I think there's like not many rules to it. The, I mean, when I was watching it, some bloke came out with like his nose pissing blood from underneath his helmet. Some other bloke dislocated his shoulder. It was Ace. Sort of like a reenactment of a battle. Mm. Yeah, except there was like just apparently the Brits are the top in Europe on it at the moment. Oh, they were, and they were like having their sort of teams of six, and then they have individual duels and everything. But it's all like really, I saw one dude get shield punched over the steel barrier. That was pretty cool. <laughs> this guy just flew at him and smashed him in the head with his shield. Yeah, and they're all in the armor, so it still fucking hurts though. Yeah, but some people want the authenticity. They want it, you know, because we don't go into battle like that. And there's the, they want to feel the reenactment, the reenact, the, the, the true mm. reenactment. They they want know. to revel in the purity of combat. Yeah, you just got to like talk about it before you start, and just go, come on, mate, let's have the the real deal here. Come on, no chopping heads off, obviously. But yeah. on, bit of bit of rugby tackling, sort of, you know, while you're in your chainmail and that. Yeah, just be cool. I bet it won't be long before we have to do that virtually. Virtually. Yeah. Not bathe in the glory Basically, of combat. Basically, like better than life in Red Dwarf. You seen that? Mm-hmm. And there's a game where you, you just go into a virtual world and become like a knight and things, and you, you get all the knight skills and things, don't you? Yeah. And you can live in that fantasy world. So mm-hmm. We do that now with games and things online. Yeah, but, but we're doing it with our thoughts. Yeah, but soon it'll be like a virtual. It'll be like eventually it'll be just as real as reality. I thought we'd have already been there by now, you know, I'm, I'm a bit... I reckon another 50 years, maybe. I'm disappointed we're not there by now, I was promised it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm not leaving. I'm yeah. just going to stay in the virtual world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might also be another thing, it might upload you... When you die, you might upload your consciousness to the virtual world and live in that for eternity. Oh, oh man, like Westworld. You can say no to that. Well, I guess you could. Yeah. Unless they steal your brain pattern somehow. Sometimes you're unconscious yeah. a bit. Yeah, unless they harvest yeah. your consciousness <laughs> and put you into some kind of slave, online slave farm, virtual slave farm. Oh, God, that's where it could get really bad. Mm. And you're in a, in a prison for eternity. <laughs> no. 24 hours a day. Well, yeah, because no. you... Oh, man. Mike, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Technology's going to turn against us. Yeah. Sock us up. Uh, all right, and back to Nostradamus. <laughs> he claimed to base his published predictions on judicial astrology, the art of forecasting future events by calculation of the planets and stellar bodies in relationship to the Earth. His uh, sources include passages from classical historians like Plutarch, as well as medieval chroniclers for whom he seems to have borrowed liberally. In fact, many scholars believe he paraphrased ancient end-of-the-world prophecies, mainly from the Bible, and then, through astrological readings of the past, projected these events into the future. There's also evidence that everyone was enamoured with Nostradamus' predictions. I'd imagine King Henry II wasn't very enamoured with his <laughs> predictions. The thing is, once you know that's going to happen, right, you're going to be more conscious of it, so maybe that day he didn't have his visor down. It's possible. Or he was wearing a helmet with bigger holes in the eyes mm -hmm. bits mm -hmm. and he's just like ah fuck it hasn't happened yet be all right you know he was criticized by uh, professional astrologers of the day for incompetence and assuming that comparative horoscopy the comparison of future planetary configurations with those accompanying known past events could predict the future so basically he's saying well, how do you know that does that? He's like, well, I told you King Henry was going to die, didn't I? Yeah, but he's being criticised by professional astrologers. I'm sorry, but they haven't got a leg to stand on to start with to criticise him. They're <laughs> saying, oh, well, ours is perfectly true, but yours is bullshit. <laughs> hmm. Oh, well. He died in 1556, July 1st, from congestive heart failure, but a Apparently he suffered from gout and arthritis and most of his adulthood, which means he was either drunk all the time or eating too much fine foods. Mm -hmm. Rich bastard. <laughs> Alright, so that's his story. Let's go on to the predictions. Alright then, so let's get on to the prophecies. The predictions. Death of King Henry II, we mentioned, so the actual quatrain. Okay. The young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eyes to a golden cage. Two wounds made one, then he dies a cruel death. So he lost to some bloke who was uh, six years his junior, accidentally killed him. Accidentally. Accidentally killed him. What can you do? Mm. It's a harsh sport. It's a harsh sport. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, you know, people always die during these things. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty spot on to me. <laughs> Alright, go down then, let's have a look at the next one. Great Fire of London. So it says, The blood of the just will commit a fault at London, burned through lightning of twenty-threes, the six. The ancient lady will fall from her high place. Several of the same sect will be killed. How's that the Great Fire of London? Twenty-threes, the six. Three sixes, sixteen sixty-six, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. 20 times 3 is 60, add 6 to that, and you've got 66, or so the year 66, and London's infamous three-day blaze began on September the 7th, 1666. Huh? I'm sorry, I'm not getting that. The ancient lady? Yeah, what's that about? Well, four from a high oh, place. But it wasn't set off by lightning, it was set off by a spark in a bakery. Yes, yeah, it's lightning. lightning. It's not lightning, it's a fucking fire, a bakery fire. You said a spark, a spark. It's not lightning. Same thing that's in lightning, isn't it, surely? Yeah. And they wouldn't have had electricity back then, would they? No, Mike, they wouldn't, but so it was a fire, it was a bakery fire. Lightning. Oh, for <laughs> sake. Peasant and middle class deaths were not recorded at the time. 
now hundreds or even thousands of people did not die in the fire of London. Literally six people yeah. died in the Great Fire of London. So that's wrong. Ah, uh, but they're saying that they didn't. The peasants weren't recorded. Maybe they didn't record the peasants. They still don't have many people. They've got to rehouse and that. That's it. In regards to the same sect portion of the quatrain, Londoners blamed the conflagration on Catholics and the Dutch, and a number of lynchings and attacks ensued as the city smouldered. Ancient lady could be interpreted to refer to London herself. I think it's a stretch. And this prediction is one of the weaker prophecies. <laughs> I think it's a stretch enough. Alright, French Revolution. Yeah, let's move on to the stronger prophecies. French Revolution. From the enslaved populace songs, chants and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons, these will in the future by headless idiots mm -hmm. be received as divine prayers. Well, eh. the third estate, which was the enslaved populace, took control of Paris and forced their demands on royalty, the princes and lords. Nobles and commons alike were declared traitors to the revolution and beheaded, and they were the headless idiots. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, it's just... It's pretty good. You feeling it, are you, Mike? I am feeling it. No, I'm pretty good, that. All right, <laughs> go down then. Let's see. Louis Pasteur. He predicted Louis Pasteur. Okay. The lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her great cycle, but by other rumours he shall be dishonoured. Okay, yeah, Pasteur, um, Pasteur, Pasteur, that's yeah. fucking close, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Uh, Louis Pasteur will be celebrated, he's credited with discovering microbial decay, the lost thing that is discovered. His breakthrough is credited with saving countless lives over the course of history, yes, but what other rumours is he dishonoured? Do I know, did, did he, was he dishonoured horribly? Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard something about that, apparently. Go on then. I can't remember what it was though. <laughs> but somehow there was a rumour going around that he stole someone's work or something. Right. So well, he's hardly been discredited because everyone still thinks he invented it. Well, it's like it, like a lot of things in it. People think people claim invention, but they didn't actually invent them. Someone else did. Happens to a lot of times, doesn't it? It does. So, it, I think Edison's been credited to a few things that he didn't invent. Yeah, he nicked a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going for that one either. And the radio. It's... That was Marconi, wasn't it? Yeah, some someone else claimed it. I don't know. But anyway, All right then, of course, Hitler. Yeah. Wouldn't be complete without a Nazi prophecy, would it? <laughs> okay then, so there's a couple for Hitler, or what people think is Hitler. Mm -hmm. From the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. Yeah. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop, oh, his yeah. fame will, also, will increase towards the realm of the east. Yeah. Went east to Russia, didn't he? Yeah, his fame didn't increase though. I don't think he was that, I don't think he was very popular, Mike. Well, it wasn't very famous. It was infamous, wasn't it? It says fame. Well, infamy. Mm. And then also, beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. That could be the panzer tanks. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Hister? Hister? Hister. <laughs> Into a cage of iron. Will, the great one, will be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. Hitler was middle class family, though. Not poor one. He did rise to power in part due to his oratory abilities. He did initiate World War II, a great troop, by invading Poland. Some national supporters have said that Hister is a misspelling of Hitler, but it's actually the Latin term for the Danube, which is a river in Austria. Yeah. 
Which I think Hitler was born by. There we go. But still, <laughs> come on. How would he know this? I'm going to need another gin. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean he predicted um, Charles de Gaulle. Hercules, king of Rome and of Anmark, with the surname of the chief of Triple Gaul, Italy and the one of St. Martyr Tremble, first monarch renowned above all. Charles de Gaulle is a three-time leader of France, so oh, chief of the Triple Gaul. Fucking hell. He was the first president of the French Fifth Republic. Other than that, this quatrain appears to have little else to do with the famous French oh, That's not bad, though, is it? Triple Gaulle. Yeah. Two words out of a whole verse, Mark. Yeah. The bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, near the gates and within two cities, there will be scourges the like of which is never seen. Yeah. Famine within plague, people put out by steel, crying to the immortal god for relief. What's that got to do with the atomic bomb? The steel? Is that yeah. atomic bomb? No. It's in the case in steel, no, isn't it? Is it? Yeah? No. It's famine encased in steel? Famine with, yeah, it would be. Famine within plague. Crying to... It's, it's nothing. That's, that's nothing. That's a random collection of words. <laughs> oh, in the wake of the war, Japan went through a food crisis. No, sh so did Britain. So did the rest of Europe. Oh, crap. <laughs> the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy. JFK, I think, his first one. Uh, the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at night time, conflict in Reims, London, and a pestilence in Tuscany. Gunned down, they're saying, is a thunderbolt, and the assassination shot and devastated the nation. His brother Bobby Kennedy was later assassinated just after midnight on June the 5th, 1968, and that's another falls at night time. However, the line, the last two, the last line uh, about sickness in Tuscany doesn't fit in with the assassination or conflict in Reims and London, so sorry, no. I'd be interested to know if there was a riot in Reims and London on that day and there was a particularly heavy flu in Tuscany. <laughs> Wow, this great man's going to get shot, and there's going to be a bit of a flu epidemic in Tuscany. <laughs> Why put it in the same poem? Just trying to shove everything in, and he's, get, he's writing quite a bit here. He's oh, getting the Condensing visions it. thick and fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Okay, 9-11. Earth-shaking fire from the centre of the earth will cause tremors around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time, then Arethusa will redden a new river. What's that got to do with New city, New York City. I know, but earth-shaking fire from two. the centre, that says volcano to me, or mm, like... Or earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. but yeah. two great rocks, they could be the, the two towers, couldn't they? Mm. War against gravity. You wouldn't know what skyscrapers were. 1500s. He's a bit of a vision, yeah. yeah. it's just these two big pillars, I think they're rocks, isn't it? Hazy vision. <laughs> Sorry, it's not doing it for me. That's those ones, the ones he's meant to have got right. No, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm buying it already. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, of course. I'll get you the book for Christmas, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So let's have a look what he's got predicted for the future. Then is that for this year, 2020? Yeah. Oh, we're nearly at 2020, so. It's Right, if he hasn't done coronavirus yet, he's shit, he's, shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. he's out. <laughs> Alright, Third World War. It's going to last 27 years. 2020 will be the year. I don't, wouldn't say so. Uh, close. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to end up in World War Three for twenty-seven years. I can't see things going tits up in the last in the next three months. You can't. Fuck me, you said America. I can't see collapsing. I can't see America and Russia going at it for twenty-seven years. It must not getting drawn in. Twenty-seven yeah, years. Not after the, the pandemic yeah. this year. Okay, there might only be, say, one year of fighting in the twenty-seventh year. The rest of it is like a cold war. It's like a new cold war. Well, no, because he's it? saying third world war, not a new cold war, not cold war two. <laughs> this time it's colder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, moving on. Uh, major financial crisis. Well, that's nothing new. I mean, now he had them back in his day. You get them every four to seven years in capitalism. Did you know that? Yeah. That's the average. Like some of them are small. Bit, yeah. Yeah. Some of them are small, some of them are massive. Every four to seven years there's always a recession. It's built in to the system. There only has to be a little bit of down in profit, you know, margin and it's a financial crisis. Well that's it, isn't it? Cause it uh, anyway, he pointed out there'll be a serious market crash and economies across the globe will suffer. I'm sure he did. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen soon. Well, it's going to happen anyway. It's, it's, I don't know we got else. Uh, Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. He says he predicted both presidents will find things difficult in 2020. It's going to be a very violent year. Apparently, there's in also the prophecy there'll be plans to assassinate Putin. <laughs> I'd like to see someone try. <laughs> and this act of betrayal will likely come from someone very close to him. He also predicted Donald Trump would suffer from a strange illness in 2020. Whether this is true remains to be seen. What's the date on this article? The date on this article is... doesn't say. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, well. But, obviously written before the... Um, the coronavirus. The coronavirus. So they got that one right, I he? Just, yeah, but nowhere has he said specifically Trump or anything. Okay, climate change... Again, predicted by Nostradamus, according to him, sea levels are going to rise uncontrollably in 2020, bringing about the possibility of natural disasters such as floods, earthquakes and others. He also pointed out that countries like India and Japan would suffer earthquakes that will bring out the loss of properties and lives. No, not yet. There's fault lines along there. A couple months left yet. (laughs) (laughs) The emergence of a new king in England. The Queen gonna die this year. Mm. I heard a rumour that she was thinking of abdicating and passing it on to William or Charles. No, I, I can't see her doing that really. Because he's like, I've been doing this for too fucking long. Oh, uh, according to this, now she's gonna die. Because uh, the country is thrown into a period of mourning which will last for 12 days. I'm gonna be 12 days off work. She might get the coronavirus. She's fucked then. God, she looks like a reptile there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Middle East War is number six. This is one of the most, probably one of the predictions of Nostradamus most experts are keen to know more about in 2020. He predicted the major powers of the Middle East region, like Yemen, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, and Iran, would start a serious war with the United States. That nearly happened in Iran, didn't it? Mm. Well, we have a third world war, or at least a more he needs to make up his mind, don't yeah. I'm not fighting for 27 years in a third world war just to go back to fucking Iran and have to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I'm old now. I'm in fucking my 50 odd by the time that's finished. Yeah. <laughs> the US presidential election. Nostradamus says that something different to say about Trump's tenure and re-election. 
And it's a prediction he will win. Well, Nostradamus predicting Trump now. Yeah, I get the feeling that one's bollocks Don't too. Don't he's going to get the sympathy vote. <laughs> yeah. The Nostradamus called it. <laughs> wildfires. Wildfires. According to him, many, country will be, many countries will be hit by wildfires, such as yeah. France, Spain, Portugal, Greece, Croatia and the Netherlands. That's not happened yet. He also predicted that excessive heat would be experienced in America. Australia would also suffer the same fate. He didn't even know there was an Australia. I'm, or America. Or America, yes. Oh, just. 1492 was Columbus, oh, yeah. so. That's true. But was it called America then? I don't think it was. It wasn't called America until the 19th century, I'm sure. He'll have put it like, you the know. The New World. The, the, yeah, new, the new World, world yeah, or, yeah, he'll have, you know, if it was Australia. And they, and they, tra they probably translated it to America, be, yeah. You know, but. Below the equator. But Australia, you definitely didn't know about. Because Cook didn't find it till the 1700s. And he wasn't even the first guy, was he? No, probably not. Another, yeah. Well, but if he's had visions, he might have had visions of the world, of the globe, and all sorts. Well, he's you, should, to... you should have drawn a map then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like but an ayahuasca, ayahuasca had... trip. Yeah. I mean, I never had one personally, but what I've read is they're pretty out there. It's not like, you know, you sat down and you study all this stuff, it just comes into your... Into your mind. Yeah. So... There has been quite a few wildfires in um, Australia. Yeah. And, yeah, in Australia, yeah. This year. Yeah, but not in um, everywhere else you mentioned, Croatia and France and the Netherlands. You predicted Brexit? Oh, God. He predicted that in 2020, Great Britain would secede for the European Union, thereby leading to economic collapse. Is a historical decision given that other countries are also parts of Great Britain, and this problem will stem from the fact these countries will not align with the decision of Great Britain to pull out the European Union. So they're saying that the UK may go its own ways, which is a possibility. Yeah, it's going that way, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And finally, the dethronement of Kim Jong Un. Is he definitely dead yet? Wasn't he meant to be dying? I, I read that his sister had, uh, you know, taken, taken over. Yeah, taken power mm. for a little bit until he's well or. Is he dead? I don't think he is yet. He, I, I heard the same as you, that his sister had taken over and they were thinking he was going to pass. He pointed out, Nostradamus said that 2020 will mark his dethronement. This will be carried out by his people with Russia playing a part. Mm -hmm. I don't see that happening in the next couple of months. No. So, no. that one. But the rest, I'm all for. Why do we know that the Russians haven't poisoned him? Or, like, you know, something doesn't, you know, and that's why his sister's there? I hope they didn't poison his cheese. He loves cheese, apparently. Mm. So you think you're playing common with him? Dad invented cheese. <laughs> <laughs> his dad invented a lot of things. Dad invented everything. <laughs> and his granddad, don't forget him. Oh, yeah. Didn't his dad pop what, 18 hole-in-ones in one game of golf and then he, and he never had to use the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, so... Prophecy, Nostradamus, it's a no from me. You're not buying it? No. I'm fully down for it. It's all too vague. He's spot on. He's knows he's spot on. It's weird though, isn't it? It is weird. Right, let's just point out. It's vaguely weird. Let's just point out that no one speaks the dialect of French Nostradamus was writing in. Someone does. No. Well, someone knows it. Someone knows enough of it. But no one's like fluent in it. Yeah. So it can be you can fit it for anything, and because it's so vague, 
I know, yeah. It can be, you know, Hitler won all the hister. Oh, great. Get the name right. Mm. Not far off, though, is it? I mean, I know it's meant to mean the Danube, but again, that's near where Hitler came from, so that's a bit weird, isn't it? That is a bit weird, yeah. Uh, I think it's, you know, a bit biblical for me, mm. so it's well, not it's not evidence-based enough. All right. Maybe we, we live in a simulation and somehow he's hacked into it mm-hmm. and has seen the programme that's running and he's seen what's coming. Don't you think he should have warned us a bit more about the coming of Hitler? Well, maybe... Because it's like, you know, it's largest war ever, mass continental destruction, 60 million people dead, genocide, and he's just like, some bloke called Ister's going to be really popular in the East. Yeah, well, maybe... <laughs> Come on, maybe give me like, some... Didn't like, he see the bodies burning in the fields? <laughs> the tanks? I want more warning than... Ooh. He's a great orator. No, but you wouldn't say that, maybe. Maybe it'd just be like... Well, maybe. It's like a memory dump or something, and it all sort of comes at once. It's all... Yeah. You know, it might not be clear. Like or fractures the flash, and, flashing yeah. images. <laughs> I don't know. Be more... <laughs> just be more damn specific, <laughs> Nostradamus. And, you know... He's, uh, there's one at the Antichrist, isn't there? There's meant to be three Antichrists. Napoleon and Hitler and... Trump. The one to come. <laughs> Maybe. He held the Bible upside down. Yeah. That's quite Antichrist-like, isn't it? Mm. I guess so. I mean, they did say that the Antichrist would come, say, making out he was a godly man and all that, and, you know, I'd argue that Donald isn't a godly man. No. Certainly doesn't follow the commandments. (laughs) Certainly doesn't pay his taxes. Oh, yeah. Apparently, allegedly. Awesome, paying enough time. No, they don't. It's not just him. Them that have just brought Asda, they're, you know, I've just seen an article uh, how they've got away with paying minimal taxes yeah. for, you know, the wholesale of Asda, Walmart. Mm-hmm. Shocking. But I'm going to say Nostradamus, no. No. Not too, too, too vague, too biblical, and open to too much interpretation for me. Well, I'm on the fence. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. I just don't get prophecy. I mean, you, you always know that. That's an old Russian name. Oh, we've got some news. I've got some news about her. Baba Vanga. Baba Vanga. She's in the uh, weird news coming up. Alright. Has anyone ever had a premonition? Mm. I've had a dream where I've had a conversation with someone and then I, I've had the same conversation. That's deja vu, isn't it? Yeah, that's deja vu. It's not a premonition. No, I've never had a premonition. I've had deja vu. My uncle had a premonition that he was going to crash on on the way back from somewhere Mm. and he wouldn't get in the car with my granddad. You know, they were like, stop being silly, get into the car. And he Mm. did. And, uh, yeah, they had a crash. Just as he saw it, like, in his dream Uh the night before. Wow. I was like, ooh. Because, yeah, he caused up a right stink on getting the car. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Okay. Maybe there's something in it. If he hadn't caused a sting, yeah, would have they have missed the bit where they were going to crash? That's it, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Matrix in it, oh, don't worry about the vase. What vase? Smash. Smash, yeah. It's like, don't worry, we're not going to crash. He turns around and then he crashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're in a simulation. Matrix style. Mm-hmm. Are you going to free our minds? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> are, you going to, are you Morpheus or Neo in this scenario? 
No, Morpheus, obviously. <laughs> His daddy. <laughs> and no, I'm not blacking up. <laughs> I was saying, maybe not, not a good idea with today's climate. <laughs> Definitely not. All <laughs> uh, right, I think that sums up Nostradamus. Yeah. yeah. Let's do. Let's finish the show on some weird news then. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay, weird news. Uh, oh, Nostradamus again. No, the second Nostradamus. Oh. Ah. Nicknamed the second Nostradamus, the Norwegian socialist and mathematician Johan Galtung said that the United States is doomed to disappear and that the policies of current President Donald Trump only contribute to the disappearance of America as a country. It's also noted that Gautung predicted the collapse of the Soviet Union, as well as the terrorist attacks in New York on September the 11th, 2001. How is he doing this? He's an economist and a socialist. Is he Not a socialist, a sociologist. Sociologist. Yeah. Sorry, I think yeah. I said socialist. Sociologist. Yeah, a bit of a difference. He might be a socialist, who knows? His own web page, does he, or something? And he, it, you know. He's known as the second Nostradamus. But why is, how is he predicting this? I don't know, maybe the article might tell us. This time the predictor said the United States will face the same fate as the USSR. The disappearance of statehood and the complete collapse of the country will be promoted by the policies of its current president. It doesn't really take a genius so to work that one out. No. Anyone with eyes can see that America's falling apart. We love you, America. So our fan base is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it won't. I think you think you're overestimating it. Maybe it won't fall apart. I mean, obviously it's very polarized, but I can't see it coming to civil war yet. I mean, it only takes a spark, though. You wait till Trump doesn't want to leave office. They can't do that. They can't just you know not move out. What's he can? I mean, just I mean okay, the, the army might then depose him, but they can do it. There'll be consequences for not doing it. But you can, can't he? He can refuse to leave. I suppose it depends who the army's going to loyalty to. Big childish. Mm, Trump. He reckons it's going to happen before 2025, so five more years of the United States. I don't think it'll be that long. <laughs> it'll be a couple of months now. Six weeks. For the first time, Gautung spoke about the collapse of the United States in 2014 in his monograph, in which he spoke about 14 preconditions for the disappearance of the country. After the invasion of US troops to Iraq, the experts said that his predictions are becoming more and more inevitable every day. He said on his way to oblivion, the country would even go through a phase of dictatorship. Well, that's obvious. Um, a loss of international authority and rising fascist attitudes in the country. Well, to be fair, if he wrote that in 2014, Trump wasn't about then, was he? Yeah, that would have been more impressive, yeah. That's true. But you could see that it's going fascist anyway. It's it fascist anyway, let's face it. Like I said, they've got two parties. One's the equivalent of our Tories, the other one's the DUP on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Centre-right or far-right lunacy, that's I their choice. I think they're both as bad as one another, to be honest. Well, no, it's clearly the fascists are worse, but... No, I think the Democrats have got some shady people as well. They have, but... There's some things that the Democrats will be better on than the Trump administration. Climate change is one. Healthcare is probably another. Social security, things like that. Perhaps a bit better. Still not 
what anywhere near what is needed, mm-hmm. but marginally better. That's why they always say it's a vote between less of two evils, isn't it? Voting Democrat. Well, that's the same here, isn't it? But, you know. Well, it is. Possibly with Starmer. You leave Starmer alone, he's alright. We'll see. Not my choice. I voted for him. I fucking didn't. The centrist. Anyway, this guy, he's a sociologist. I don't know if he's doing this using psychology, sociology and maths or not then, rather than just plucking this shit out of his head like Nostradamus. Interesting nonetheless. Mm. Alright then, next one. Baba Vanga. Oh god. Baba Vanga, the mystic. That predicted that Donald Trump would fall ill. Oof. Oh, she's dead? Yeah, she's dead now. No, I didn't think she was dead. I yeah, thought she was yeah. still alive. Yeah, she's dead. Blind mystic Baba Vanga from Bulgaria has had the most bizarre success in predicting big events over the past two decades, and she's been dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah, she must have died in the 80s, wasn't it? Baba, who is said to have an 85% success rate, mm-hmm. it's not bad, is it? With their predictions. Was <laughs> 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 said to have predicted the 9 11 terrorist attack. Everyone predicts that, didn't they? If everyone's yeah. predicting 9 11, <laughs> why aren't the CIA on this shit? Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, everyone's predicting that something's going to happen on 9 11. Or, you know, it's nah, well. Uh, I mean, come on. Dubbed the Nostradamus of the Balkans <laughs> for her predictions, she's said to have foretold of trouble and darkness for the year ahead. Despite dying 23 years ago, those with a keen interest in mysticism continue to revere Baba's work, which some claim looks forward to 5079. Fuck me. Put Nostradamus to shame with that. Yeah. <laughs> the year she believes the universe will end. Well, well I won't be able to see that either. Right before her death at the age of 85, she made a series of predictions for the year 2020. The most startling revelation is that Putin and Trump's lives are in danger. Same as the other guy, he's copying it. Nost- yeah. Nost- second Nostradamus is copying the Nostradamus of the Balkans. Yeah. Wasn't Nostradamus himself actually sort of saying about Putin? Yeah. And he's going to be assassinated. Possibly, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think anyone can assassinate of- Putin. I think he's too hard. I think there's a lot of plagiarism going on here between these psychics. Yeah. Me too. What else we got for uh, predictions? Um, Trump falling ill. Yeah. A mysterious illness leaving him deaf and with a brain tumour. <laughs> uh, the brain tumour bit's right. <laughs> what if they find out he's got a brain tumour when he's in there? Mm. Cool, that'll be, uh, that'll be something else. Yeah. As you said, the 45th president would fall ill with a mysterious illness leaving him deaf with a brain tumour. So the illness bit's right. Yeah, mysterious, isn't it? It could mean deaf as in, not deaf, but deaf to the cries of his population. Yeah? No, because she's saying... You love looking into these words. Deaf with a brain tumour. That's the great thing about language. Yeah. Mike, it's medically deaf. No, she could have meant deaf to his electorate. And the brain tumour, well, I could explain everything about him, couldn't it? Might not be a brain tumour so much, but... He has the brain tumour removed... And then he like completely uh, reverses all his policies. He's like, wow, really sorry about that. I had that brain chip turn me into a right bastard for a bit. Anyway, I'm the most liberal president ever now. Stop <laughs> talking like Barack Obama. <laughs> Man, he's orange. Yeah. 
There you go, Baba Vanga, another, another Nostradamus of the Balkans. Another crackpot. Another lunatic who shouldn't be given any kind of voice. 85% success rate, man. Well, if, if no, why are they all predicting this? No one's doing anything about it then? Because no if, one believes predictors, because they're well, the cynics like you around. She's yeah. got an 85% prediction rate. Then when it happens, they're like, shit, yeah, maybe she was right. Too late then. Wait, they'll come. If all these are so bloody true, they only seem to come true after it's already happened. But if they're predictions, and you couldn't stop it anyway, could you? Gosh, good. Are you going to stop Trump from getting an illness? Put him in a plastic bubble? <laughs> <laughs> or in a wear a mask. Or in a germ-proof bunker? Dear White House, he's going to get ill with <laughs> yeah. the coronavirus. A friend. I have foreseen it. I have foreseen it, a friend. No, it's not going to work. No. It's not going to go down well. Just put him in a bubble, put him in a plastic bunker. On that place they keep Magneto in, in X-Men, that X-Men mm. film, in, in that plastic prison, put him in there. Look pretty <laughs> sterile. Funny, yeah. <laughs> he can spend his time as last few days as president in a big plastic book square. According to his doctor, he's going to live to 200, so... <laughs> We've got another 126 years of him left yet. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't get... Imagine if he was president till 200. <laughs> Oh, come on, Reagan was seen in his second term. There's no way Trump or Biden has last into a second term mentally. Mm-hmm. Biden won't manage the first one. Uh, I doubt, didn't he? He's talking he's going to do like a year and then just quit, hand it over to the VP. Because he doesn't think he could hack it. But why even go in for it if you don't think you can hack it? You could question, because he hates Donald Trump and everything he stands for. <laughs> it's a personal gain, isn't it? Yeah. Because he'll never get to sniff so many women's hair as he would on the campaign trail. <laughs> Once you're president, everyone knows your name. No one remembers the vice presidents, not unless they're recent. No. No, I'm trying to think, but I'm struggling. We knew Nixon because he became president. Yeah, LBJ was Kennedy's. Yeah, he became president. Couldn't tell you who Eisenhower's was before that. Uh... Uh, it was Carter's vice president. Well, it was that. Oh, Jimmy Carter, no idea. Yeah. No, I couldn't tell you. Most people don't even know who Jimmy Carter is, that though. I had to think for a second. (laughs) He's at 90 something now. Yeah, he's fucking, he's awesome and he's building homes for poor people and shit at 90. Aww. That's nice. Should we have a round of applause for Jimmy Carter? (laughs) He's history's greatest monster. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what his policies were like, but he seems cool now. Well, okay. Anyway, so Trump's got ill and Babavanga says that she called it. Yep. Good for her. Okay. Mon charging 28 to um, rate men's privates and she gives a very honest feedback. 28 quid, eh? 28 quid. Right, come on. Scroll down. Let's have a look. So, sex educator and lifestyle coach, Lena Provin... Pavlovich. Pavlovich from Queensland, Australia, advises men how to improve their love lives based on the shape and size of their pecker. <laughs> <laughs> so her a cu- curious customers send her $50 or 28 quid and a picture of their crown jewels 
and in return they will get sent to rate your rooster report. <laughs> <laughs> this details um, sexual positions that are best for them and also reports helps Reports men helps understand men. their anatomy and provides hygiene advice. Uh, Crikey. Yeah. Why not? Why not send a, a pic, you say? No, 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 why not? Because there's a bloke carving a niche for herself. Because there's a bloke on OnlyFans, he's like the third most popular, he was on some reality show and he'll do it for a fiver, that's why. Yeah, but he just rates out of ten, doesn't he? She actually gives you advice on Besides your penis, what be, what best sex positions for you and shit well, like that? Emily, is she had? Has she seen every single penis in the world? Has she experienced every single size and shape of penis in the world? Maybe she has. Because she, she, like she might. <laughs> she looks like she might, for sure. I mean, I'm sorry, it just sounds ridiculous. At least that bloke's going to tell me it looks nice for fibre. <laughs> a lot cheaper. She just cuts up pastes and just sends it to any old, you know... Any old punter, doesn't she? I don't know, man. I'm not paying fifty dollars for it. That's a rip-off, really, isn't it? Yeah. Mind you, I'm not t- paying twenty-eight quid for someone to tell me I've got a small cock. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a free. Look in the mirror and see for free. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's like your next sexual partner can tell you that for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> is playing into that sort of you know that narcissistic sort of wanting you know rape my face rape my plate whatever <laughs> type yeah you know, I, bet I bet there's a rape my dick page on facebook i don't think it'll be on no. facebook though they will there will be a, a website out there won't there oh yeah 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 but i'm not paying 28 quid for it <laughs> I mean, you can just expose yourself and see what happens, mm-hmm. you? <laughs> Yeah, but then that's probably going to involve <laughs> fines and the custodial sentence. <laughs> you know, go out when the pubs are closing. Uh, and then when you're in jail, you'll... <laughs> then, then you're going to get it looked at for free, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted an unbiased opinion, so I got myself arrested and sent to jail. <laughs> Okay, well, the lads like you. What do you think of this? You do know, yeah. You don't do it near a school, that's a big thing. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, well, oh, you know what? Fair play. Twenty. So she can make a living talking about sex and rating people's dicks. What the hell not? But it is a bit like an influencer thing, is it? I don't like influencers. It's an aside job. But it is. She's providing a service. Obviously a needed service. Obviously. There's demand. If there's Pace demand. carved a little niche for herself. Yeah, the penis whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look at cocks all day. <laughs> well, she might enjoy it. Well, she might do. Right. Yeah, she probably does, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Much like that last chicken in the shop look. <laughs> Are they sending it on the flop or, or hard? I imagine... Both. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. It'd have to be hard to know the, about the sex position, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the Flavour Aid and don't join a cult. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. 
have an open mind, but not so open that it dribbles out your ears. Good night. <laughs>